1: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation, this is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
0: Hello and welcome to the podcast version of this week's One Life Left. Uh, I'm Simon Byron and you are... Steve Curran. Uh, we've just finished recording uh, the show. A pretty bleak uh, ending, I thought, Steve. <laughs> it was quite bleak,
2: wasn't it? What is? was Uh <laughs> It's not, well, you know, we, we promised when we started this we were going to keep it upbeat. You know, new listeners, new start. you <laughs> will get much more morbid than the way you closed that show. Well, uh,
0: are there any evidence of new listeners? That's the thing. So this is our second Pickaxe uh, show. Mm. Uh, thanks, everybody, for bearing with us last week. It seemed to go okay um, in terms of uh, moving over to being hosted on Pickaxe. However, there was one thing that appeared to be missing, Steve. Did you spot what that was? I did spot what that was. Uh there were no adverts. No adverts now. We've kept this quite quiet uh, that we were moving to um an advert funded um, platform and anyway it turns out we're not now i thought by now with all the hundreds of billions of new listeners that we'd all be able to jack our jobs in after the first episode <laughs> and concentrate solely on becoming professional broadcasters doesn't look like we're doesn't look like, look like we're able to do that quite yet
2: you'd already told your employer you were about to quit hadn't you <laughs> which was regrettable given who they are
0: i hadn't done i love my job lewis <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that was, that, so I'm hoping that was just a trial run, right? Okay, to get everybody used to the new, slightly
2: new format. No, uh, without no, I think I know what happened. Okay. Um, because I was chatting about this, uh, before Marioki on, on Friday. Right. And it turns out, turns out that this happens all the time in podcasts, Because uh, the adverts get dropped in based on your listenership. The adverts are chosen based on your listener numbers. And for podcasts that are starting, you know, first episodes, which effectively our debut on Pickaxe was, there's no listener figures. So they can't choose whether to advertise, you know, Tesco value meals or gold yet
0: <laughs> so well, that's exciting isn't it well th- th- then maybe our listeners could keep us informed on what their what their adverts <laughs> are and we can build up a profile of what you're like hmm. um we did get one letter for the uh podcast intro which was from um chris we did, we did, conroy we did, we did. um who said uh, did team in ssg what the f and h i thought to myself last week when you declared the podcast header a 12a rating All the Bs will be taking the P out of this S-ing situation. The Ws. But how will they get past the other B spam filter? F and S. What a quandary. Congratulations on the new platform. And as Steve said last week, here's to the next 22 seasons. F. Uh, Thank you, Chris, for that. Um, Yeah, I mean, we didn't swear. Although, did you see the audiogram that they used, Steve, on uh, Twitter? I did not, (laughs) no. So an audiogram is where it's uh, it re- it's a it's a visual waveform that represents the words, what we were saying. Okay. Uh, and they used the first bit of the intro where where I messed up and I said, oh, you know, it lets us introduce before the show. That's what introducing is, isn't it? You introduce something before the show. <laughs> so our new listeners, first um, introduction to us is us messing up, uh, but then they uh, used the C word bleep that we did. So um, I don't know, maybe that put people off
2: maybe maybe well we'll see this week uh, we do need more letters don't we uh, especially we do. from our new listeners so please 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 uh, write in if you have any questions if you don't understand anything if you don't understand why we're doing this or why we've been doing it for 16 years or how we've got away with doing it for 16 years you know just just ask us
0: I was going to suggest maybe that at this part of the show, uh, because it's not being broadcast and therefore uh, is not subject to Ofcom uh, regulations, uh, if you've got any questions you want answered honestly, just ask us. Mm, P- promise to
2: tell you the truth. Maybe we can answer the same question on air and in this bit of Ooh. the show as well. <laughs>
0: good all right well listen uh, as a fun show Stephen. thank you for that steve uh yeah new listeners please do stay in touch we do need your letters we'd love to hear from what you think of the show keep us posted on what you're playing what your adverts are just say hello join us on the discord um but uh yeah i think that's it anything else steve before we get on with it
2: i think that's it simon introduce the show here's this week's one life left (laughs) Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show, and my name is Steve Curran,
0: and I am Simon Byron. Hello, Simon. How are you feeling this week? Hello, Steve. Uh, I've got some news for you.
2: <laughs> I can't wait.
0: Well, uh, we were talking last week. I think we mentioned it uh, somewhere that we've uh, One Life Left has only ever won one award.
2: That's right. The video yeah. game. Wait, what was it called? The VG. It's so the Games Media Awards. Games Media
0: Awards, that's right. And we were for podcast stroke radio show. Mm. Now, without going into that mess again, where, you know, we were actu- and are actually the only podcast stroke radio show. <laughs> uh, and the, All the other alleged nominees were just podcasts. Um, you know, we won that once, and that's, uh, that's a trophy that we're very proud of. Um, I've decided to, uh, to get us another one, Stee.
2: OK, I'm excited to hear about that trophy.
0: I'm going to show you something over the camera. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> I'm <It's>... pregnant. <laughs> two red lines. It's two red lines. I'm pregnant. Uh, no, I've got, I've got COVID. Wow. Inside you right now as we speak. Yeah. I, and you know what? I don't think anybody has knowingly chosen to broadcast with COVID.
2: Interesting. Uh... Interesting.
0: Yeah, you know, and, but I thought, well, this is um, this is day three of it. Mm-hmm. You know, who who knows how it's going to go? But uh, f- first of all, uh, this could be a memento of 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 me. This could be my legacy. <laughs> Secondly, though, you know, it's not as if the Queen's got anything else on her mind at the moment. But um, surely we are the bravest podcast mm. stroke radio show that ever ever lived, aren't we?
2: When they are, you know. When all of this is over, and they're doing the COVID OBEs, giving them That'd out be... to people who who kept going despite jo- everything, there'll be Joe Wicks, <laughs> Sophie ellis bexter and us. <laughs> us. Well, I've I've been feeling a bit sniffly this morning as well. Did mariachi on Friday night at a test okay. venue. Yeah. And um, yeah, I haven't done my haven't done my PCR test. Uh, sorry, my lateral flow. Yes. Wow, that so that means that we could get two George Crosses if you if you turn out to be <laughs> to be COVID positive. Yeah, that's oh well son. Thank you, uh thank you so much for you know pushing on and for, for doing the radio show. And anyway, how are you actually feeling?
0: Uh I feel okay, actually. Um yeah, uh, it just feels like a cold at the moment. So a little bit achy, very runny nose. I will have to mute some coughs during the show, I'm sure. But uh Yeah, uh, many people have had it a lot worse than me, so uh, shouldn't grumble. I feel like um, if there was a time to get COVID, getting it a month after you've been boosted is probably like the best time to do it. So... um Yes, uh, one of the lucky ones for sure. But don't tell well, the Queen that. <laughs>
2: of course not. All right, uh, we are a video game radio show. We don't just talk about COVID. Uh, we have a video game news section coming up shortly. Have you found us any stories for that, Simon? I've got some stories.
0: I, yeah, it's been a bit of a quiet week, but uh, I've got three or four, I think.
2: Okay, I have got a couple. Uh, we will have video game letters those are letters the listeners of one life left have sent us over the last week those are coming up in the middle section of the show and at the end we have the reviews as well simon and i'm pleased to announce i have played a video game excellent me too we're ticking all the boxes we are we are we are we are uh right i guess we should get on with it then this is the news
0: Well, I'm pleased uh, to note that um, along with the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of additional new listeners that we've been welcoming recently, um, Techland were clearly tuning in. Um, As this story proves, uh, on the 11th of January, Chris Scullion wrote for VideoGamesChronicle.com, The studio behind the upcoming Dying Light 2 has clarified the game's length following a backlash to claims made over the weekend. On Saturday, the game's official Twitter account claimed, To fully complete Dying Light 2 Stay Human, you'll need at least 500 hours, almost as long as it would take to walk from Warsaw to Madrid. While intended to be a positive statement, the tweet received some backlash from players who felt this was too long for a single game. Now Techland has posted another tweet explaining that the main story itself is only 20 hours in length. We wanted to clarify our recent communication about the amount of hours required to complete the game, the studio said on Monday. Dying Light 2 Stay Human is designed for players with different gameplay styles and preferences to explore the world, how they see fit. This message was accompanied by a new image stating that the game will take... Twenty hours to complete the main story, eighty hours to finish the main story and all side quests, five hundred hours to max out the game with all choices and endings, checking every place on the map, every dialogue, and finding every collectible. So there you go, Steve. We had some pretty strong opinions on this last week, which was uh, five hundred hours is too long for anything. Uh, looks like we were the only one. Uh, we weren't the only ones, and that they've come out and gone. Well, well, actually. Um, yeah, it, it won't it, it 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 won't take that. Now I wonder why they why they've only um, addressed those three types of gamers. Mm. Main story that'll be me, sort of middling ones, um, or or uh, or those that are going to check every point on the map. Why don't they also say if you just leave the game running and and just you know, sort of leave it idling, you can play infinite. <laughs> It'd be infinite to infinite amount of time. Um, yeah, uh, if you only play it with one arm tied behind your back and, and complete everything,
2: I don't know. Some, some or, if you, do that. or if you pick it up in a sale and think, yeah, I'll play that someday <laughs> and never play it, zero hours. It's zero hours. It caters for everybody, uh, doesn't it? Did we establish last week when we talked about this game what the optimum length for a video game is? I th- yes, it's three hours. Is it? it's three hours i i think you're right three hours seems pretty good to me three hours three hours too long for a movie good length for a video game
0: yeah i yeah i think that's exactly right i've been i've been put off watching films that are two and a half hours long mm, i get a bit i get a bit tidy
2: bub these yeah you know, particularly with my covid <laughs> <laughs> uh one hour 20 minutes i reckon for a movie if I see okay. if 80 minutes, I'm like, oh, Ooh. good work.
0: Good work. Well done. Well, or if it's 1995, you think that's that's including the credits. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as much as we appreciate the hard work done, done by everybody, don't need to read
2: about it. <laughs> so
0: there you go anyway. So the game that's going to
2: take 500 hours won't take 500 hours. Fantastic. Thank you very much. All right. News story number two. PUBG maker Crafton. Is suing Free Fire dev Garina in the US. This is from Game Developer.com. Crafton uh, has filed a US lawsuit against Singapore based Free Fire developer Garina for a- allegedly ripping off its own battle royale title, PUBG Battlegrounds. I think this story is really, really interesting, Simon, because PUBG essentially kickstarted or at least brought to the attention this genre, right? Which is, I, I would guess, dominated. Uh, First-person shooters for the last how long? How many years has Has this genre been going? How old are we? Where are we? Yeah. Five years, hours. six years, five hundred, something like that. Anyway, it's it's been you know, it's been uh, responsible for many many games. Uh, most famously, of course, Fortnite. Now, if they're laying into uh, into. This game, which apparently uh, Free Fire topped 1 billion downloads on Google Play. That reminded me, didn't they uh, kick off with Fortnite as well? Yeah, I'm guessing so. What happened with that? Do you remember?
1: Uh,
2: Well, I was
0: just, I was losing track of, you know, again, my foggy brain. Uh, I was losing track of exactly the characters in this particular story. So I was Googling it as you were talking, and you're Mm. right. Um, A lot of results came up about... uh, Fortnite as well. Uh, It looks like they're they're suing. Yeah, PUBG suing copycat game
2: plus Apple and Google. 2018, Fortnite sued for copying rival game PUBG. Uh, Don't know what happened. Oh, PUBG, here we go. This is uh, One Life Left. We covered the video game news of <laughs> June 2018. Here we go. Well, we would have been on our summer break, wouldn't we? So, well, exactly. PUBG drops Fortnite game lawsuit without explanation, writes The Guardian. Anyway, they're back at it, apparently. <laughs> um, so uh, tune into you know, keep listening to One Life Left uh, for us to forget about following that as well.
0: The interesting thing is that they've... Um... They've gone for this sort of look and feel thing while being quite specific where they allege that the frying pans used within the game are too similar. (laughs) How different can you make a frying pan? (laughs) Uh, In the end, uh, the case might actually hinge in part on a frying pan. Crafton notes that the cooking implement is a very beloved and iconic element of PUBG and adds, with no apparent sense of irony, that previous shooter games did not include the use of a frying pan.
2: Is that true? Is there no shooter involving a frying pan ever? Well,
0: there we go. Uh, The frying pan... First-person
2: shooter's frying pan... (laughs) google well, you
0: do that uh, the law also specifically points out how the pubg frying pan can be used as a melee weapon or equipped as armor and that when so equipped as purely artistic and creative expression injecting humor into the game the frying pan is depicted as covering the game's characters buttocks becomes <laughs> the only indestructible and complete armor in
2: the game uh, do we think they're going to be successful then i think it'll be settled won't it in some... without explanation uh, uh, probably in a june uh, in a june episode of one life left when we're when we're off air, uh, okay, Simon. Next news story.
0: This one is from Eurogamer. Uh, Vicky Blake wrote this evening. PlayStation Three games have started popping up on the PlayStation Five store. Up until now, PlayStation Three games on the PS store would typically redirect you to Sony's on-demand streaming service, PlayStation Now, which is, in fact, what happened when I checked the store myself this morning when preparing this story. Uh, Good uh, good reinforcing your fact-checking there, Vicky. Um, she continues, Others, however, were able to see PlayStation 3 games on the store complete with a price tag, adding credence to unconfirmed rumours rumors that Sony may be preparing a backwards compatibility service to rival Microsoft's long-standing one. Interestingly, the same can't be said for the online store you access via your web browser. I checked using the same search criteria and only PS4 and PS5 games are displayed curiouser and curiouser so steve uh playstation 3 games are now popping up on playstation 5 video games chronicles has been saying that uh there's going to be a service to rival game pass coming to playstation that's exciting isn't it finally being able to play playstation 3 games on your playstation 5 now uh i will i will add that vicky blake's not the only journalist doing our (laughs) homework because in preparation for this story I went on to Metacritic to find out what the best PlayStation 3 games were that we can one day fingers crossed hope to enjoy on our PlayStation 5 so uh, so imagine this Stee Mm
1: -hmm.
0: one day on your PlayStation 5 you will be able to play the second highest rated PlayStation 3 game hopefully Grand Theft Auto 5 imagine being able to play that on your PlayStation 5 (laughs) Uh, number three in the playstation metric is uncharted 2 among thieves which i believe uh is uh is among the remasters mm-hmm. um batman arkham city uh also available on playstation 4 so i think you can play that on your playstation 5 little big Planet,
2: uh
0: i think is that available on playstation 4
2: not sure well, you can make it inside dreams one assumes oh okay
0: uh call of duty imagine playing that on your playstation 5 one day uh that is that is that's modern warfare 2 i'm being a little facetious uh the, the top one of course that you are uh unable to play on um playstation 5 at the moment is grand theft auto 4 so let's see um anyway that's exciting is it for people that have got a playstation 5 ste but who has a playstation 5 apart from you simon I do. Do you want me to leave it to you? If um, if, <laughs> if you know, uh, I will say, I mean, I did I did um, explain last week how big it is. It's going to cost you a lot in transporting it, mm. okay? Mm.
2: This news story, Simon, uh, nicely dovetails into the next news story uh, from VG247 written by Dom Pepiat. PS5 stock shortages caused Sony to turn back to the PS4. Are you still trying to desperately find a PS5, says Dom. (laughs) No, says Simon. (laughs) Are you still refreshing retailer pages when the PS5 stock drops, etc. A new report by Bloomberg, Bloomberg claims that Sony apparently planned to cease making PS4 consoles in 2021 but has recently told its manufacturing partners that it will continue making the console for another year resulting in another 1 million units available to be purchased by the end of 2022 Sony's doing this to offset pressure on PS5 production which the company clearly cannot keep up with well that is true isn't it Simon Uh, although there's less pressure coming in from you at the moment there's no pressure from me
0: uh yeah well is that going to satisfy uh those that want a ps5 that are then going to be buying a new ps4 which presumably if they were going to buy a ps5 is only like an interim console for a year and a bit mm. um yeah seems I mean, seems
2: a bit of a weird one i guess you have to have hardware presence on shelves uh and maybe that's part of the strategy here or maybe there's something we don't know simon maybe you can strap two ps4s together and make a ps5 yeah that'll be it um
0: yeah it's funny because um these uh <laughs> the, the next news story is almost at odds with that one uh where um uh tom ivan wrote on videogameschronicle.com Microsoft has confirmed that it quietly stopped producing all Xbox One consoles at the end of 2020. The platform holder said July, it said in July 2020 that it was discontinuing the Xbox One X and Xbox One S, all digital edition consoles, but that Xbox One S would continue to be manufactured and sold globally. However... Coinciding with the Xbox Series X stroke S launch later that year, Microsoft also stopped producing Xbox One S consoles. To focus on production of Xbox Series X S, we stopped production for all Xbox One consoles by the end of 2020, Cindy Walker, Senior Director of Xbox Console Product Marketing, told The Verge. Microsoft's comment coincides with a report that Sony has extended PS4 production because PS5 remains in short supply. That feels like a sick burn, doesn't it, from Microsoft Mm. there? Although I have to say, I mean, even I didn't follow that story on all the different variations on the Xboxes, and I was reading it out. (laughs) Uh, But the upshot is that uh, PlayStation 4 is still in production. The old Xboxes are not.
2: Okay, good. I I guess, or bad. I don't know, Simon. I don't Don't know (laughs) how to feel about any of this stuff. It's weird. Time was, when you and I were growing up in the video game industry, a console would come out... And the other one was old news. No one cared anymore. You'd be on your PlayStation 2 or your PlayStation 3. And that was that. Now it's all kinds of fuzzy.
0: Exactly. You don't know what games to keep. You don't know what games to get rid of. I mean, I'm excited uh, potentially about this PS3 on PS5 uh, because I've never finished Metal Gear Solid 4 what uh and the only way that i can play that at the moment is by buying a ps3 i i, I gave my ps3 away t- to a man that came around and um and uh it uh put a couple of doors in the house a few years ago <laughs> was that, the, I, uh, was that the official
2: pay, payment was it they
0: like... yeah, wanted money as well um, Okay, but you know i you know I, i'm a big believer in sort of spreading you know if you're not using stuff and i hadn't used my ps3 for ages Big believer, and if you're not using it, pass it on to a to a wanted home. Uh, Jasper, his name was. He uh, he took it from me. I really realised afterwards I gave away Metal. Gear, the only way I had of playing Metal Gear Solid Four. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm 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 hoping that uh, I will be able to finish that on the PlayStation Five. Please, Sony. Thank you.
2: All right. I have one final news story. This is from Eurogamer again. It's from Vicky Blake, and the headline says this. New report suggests Hogwarts legacy may have been delayed to 2023. And then the subheader continues and, quote, it's in some sort of trouble. Ooh, what's it done? Well, Simon, that's what drew me in, right? Because I wanted to hear about this some sort of trouble. So, uh, dived straight into the article. Headline, uh harry potter themed game hogwarts legacy reportedly been delayed as it says here there's a bit of blurb at the top and then it goes on to say sacred symbols podcast sorry sacred symbols podcast host colin moriarty reports hearing behind the scenes that the game isn't coming out this year and quote again it's in some sort of trouble Ooh, that sounds bad but that's all we know huh.
0: i know did it not finish its dinner? <laughs> it could be anything. Oh, no idea. Did it? Did it borrow its parents' credit card to play to buy a load of FIFA Ultimate Team
2: points? Well, you know, Simon, I didn't give up there. I read on to the next paragraph. Very good. The host stops short of evidencing the claim. Continues Vicky. And as you may well expect, there's no official word from Warner Brothers right now, but the rumour fuels existing speculation that the game is in trouble. Watch this space, I guess. It
0: must be quaking in its boots, Hogwarts Legacy, mustn't it, hearing it's in trouble?
2: <laughs> I don't yeah. like
0: it when I <laughs> when I think I'm in trouble I don't like it.
2: <laughs> the thing is, uh the thing is, the, uh, the, 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 that paragraph had a link to, uh, to another site, to comicbook.com slash gaming. So I clicked through to that, and you know what the headline from, from that piece was? Go on. Hogwarts Legacy Report warns that the game is in, quote, trouble.
0: It is in trouble. Oh, I want to go and put my arm around Hogwarts Legacy now and just say, hey, come on.
2: We all make mistakes. I mean, do you think now it's just going to have to fess up to whatever it is it's done? I don't know, because this article, second paragraph, goes on to state that the report comes way of PlayStation Insider and Sacred Symbols host Colin Moriarty, who notes that he has been hearing behind the scenes that the game isn't coming out this year. Unfortunately, (laughs) this is more or less the extent of the reports. Moriarty reveals that he's looking forward to the game, but based on what he's hearing, it needs a bit more time in the oven. What, as punishment for whatever I it's done. I don't know. What are they doing over there? You'd have to be in a lot of trouble to get put in an oven, <laughs> wouldn't you? You'd have to. That that, as far as I'm aware, has only happened to those two children who tried to eat that house. Exactly. Maybe what's so a Hogwart's legacy has tried to eat a house. I think so. I
0: think that's what Moriarty's uh, implying. Well, uh, well I, I have to say, fair enough. that you shouldn't <laughs> yeah, do that. You shouldn't do it. I mean, it deserves. Hogwart's legacy deserves everything that's coming to it, as far as mm. I'm concerned. Okay, let's wrap up with a cheery news story, shall we? Again, from Video Games Chronicle, posted by Chris Scullion. Um, A new report has revealed how much the CEOs of 40 major video game companies were paid in compensation during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. The report by Games One lists 40 different companies and the compensation packages their CEOs received in 2020, all of which are six figures or more. Of the 42... Listed CEOs, Digital Bros and CD Project, each have two each have two joint CEOs. Twenty-seven received compensation of more than one million dollars. Okay, then, uh Stee. Let's I mean, you know, this is this is aspirational, I think, for us <laughs> as joint CEOs of One Life Left. Um, who do you think's
2: top? Top of the Top of the charts. Is it um activision blizzard it's not no uh
0: bobby Kotick will be weeping into his uh, 154.6 million dollars per annum compensation um no it's robert Anticol from Playtica um a company i'll admit i'd never heard of uh, before founded in 2010 uh in israel uh the their their website says infinite ways to play okay wow. well,
2: that'll be it then
0: <laughs> He'll have almost infinite ways to pay with his $372 million that year. Wow. Um,
2: b- 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 Bit b- of spot maths there, Simon. That's, yep. that's basically just over $1 million a day. <sighs> That'd be impossible to spend, wouldn't
0: it? Um, it's twice as much as poor old Bobby Kotick gets. Um, let's scroll down. Uh, Andrew Wilson from EA. A paltry thirty-four point seven million dollars. Poor guy, <laughs> John Riccatello from Unity. He's—you'll uh, probably see him outside a Tesco Express with a mm. with a cup, um, because he's only getting twenty-two million dollars. That's that's um, tragic. That is all I, I
2: mean, it, I mean, it literally is tragic. Uh <laughs> um, sense.
0: Uh, Debbie Bestwick.
2: 10.2 million dollars 10.2 million dollars for debbie Beswick obe exactly
0: so there we go steve i mean you know these people seem to be doing okay out of the pandemic now i did see another um website unfortunately i didn't i didn't uh, keep it open which uh, detailed the difference between ceo and average employee salary and uh it was disgraceful. So um, yeah, I'm not certain what you can deduce from this, apart from we should we we need to become CEOs of software
2: companies urgently, <laughs> or destroy capitalism. One or the other. Or destroy- Who knows? <laughs> uh, all right, that's all the news. Thank you, Simon.
0: One life left. Video game news with Ann Scanlan <laughs> Barry. Barry. <laughs>
2: We're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We are also a video game podcast, and you can find that at www.onelifeleft.com, where you can also read the show notes written by our under-caretaker Phil. But that's not the only place you can find it, is it, Simon? You can find it wherever you get your podcast from. That's true. I guess, assuming we've sorted it out technically after the big change last week. Oh, I think the big change went very well. Hmm. Mm. Uh, very smooth. I was going to say, but if it hasn't, if something's gone wrong, let us know. But they won't be able to hear us, will they? <laughs> but that's <laughs> their t- fault. Should be listening on the radio, frankly.
0: I was talking to our our new podcast colleagues, and they said that they thought that the uh, that the show was quite funny, actually. <laughs>
2: Imagine. okay well that's good isn't it so (laughs) i think that wait is it the quite because quite means different things in america or the uk doesn't it so there's a little bit of confusion over that which one's best so in america quite means really good and here here it very much means seven out of ten
0: Ooh. Well, I guess that's in keeping with the house style, isn't it? Seems right. Um, like. Yes. This did, this did come from Essex, actually. So, uh, 7 out of
2: 10. Um, tell us about your secret stuff on Friday, then, Steve. So, on Friday, we did a secret show, secret karaoke show, uh, a secret venue in North London. And... I think it's okay to talk about that now. Um,
0: well, I, you were you were doing it online. I I clicked the link and saw,
2: saw some <laughs> rogue marrioki going on. So um, loading in Dalston, uh, which is where we used to do marriokies, moved a couple of bus stops up the road to a different venue, and they've just acquired the downstairs venue, basement venue. It used to be a cocktail lounge and now belongs to loading. So we went down on Friday, uh, before it had opened, to see whether we could functionally perform karaoke there. And what do you think, Simon, having watched well, where, the stream? When has that ever bothered you before? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose.
0: Uh, yeah, look looked good. I saw somebody singing some songs and I, and I thought, yep, all seems to be
2: well. And I clicked away again. As you should, as you should. Yeah, it went well. And so we are going to be doing a, uh, we're going to be doing their launch night on the 28th of uh, this month. So if you want a ticket for that, it will be invite only, but get in touch with us, uh, write to team at onelifeleft.com I do have a bit of One Life Left business uh, concerning oh, okay. that, Simon, uh, mm-hmm. which is that, I was watching the performances of the the singers we'd brought along from the back of the room with Jimmy and he said it's good uh, but it's no Simon Byron doing my chemical romance, is it? Ooh. Well, and no, he said not. he said, Tell Simon that for the launch night he would be prepared to pay for your taxi ride home <laughs> just to oh, get you there. Kind. Just to get you there to sing uh, sing the Black Parade about <laughs> Spectrum games. Oh, that's very kind, Jimmy. I mean, we're going to have to play that by ear, aren't we? We're
0: only in de- day three of my COVID hell. <laughs> it may affect my vocal
2: cords. But, you know, for better or worse, could be. Mario Kart isn't about... Uh, being in tune Simon it's about the enthusiasm That's uh, true. and I think we're seeing a measure of your enthusiasm right now
0: well the other the other thing um is that as you know assuming that um I am okay to sing I'm doing dry January at the moment and uh yeah you know it's just making you know tedious days and nights already more
2: tedious at the moment 28th is almost the end yeah, I know. I can't. in some I mean, time zones, it probably is the end.
0: Uh, and, I mean, I'm not, and I'm
2: not saying I need to drink to have a good time, Steve. But I do not. need to have a drink to have a good time. I do need to have a drink to sing. But let me tell you something else about this. This is this was unbelievable to me. So, Jimmy has, you know, he's acquired this bar, and you know what the previous bars done? They've, no, left, they've a, left all the. St- they've <laughs> left all their booze there.
0: No, I was going to say if they just like sort of left in a mess, but they've left the booze there. Yeah. So how did he, how did he take it over then? Like presumably they had to leave in a hurry, didn't they?
2: (laughs) I'm not not aware of how this happened. All I know is I was chatting to him and I was like, so, you know, cause all the booze is behind the bar as booze generally is. I said, so what's going on with that? Are they coming back to get, and he said, no, under the terms, that's all ours now. I said, what is it? And he said, I haven't checked. Oh, that's going to be quite the afternoon, isn't it? Having A a check of the alcohol? Absolutely unbelievable. Like, that's your Storage Wars moment, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Like, what
2: have you got here? He had some of George Clooney's (laughs) tequila.
0: Did he now?
2: What's George Clooney got to say about this? He had two bottles of absinthe. Wow. (laughs) Because when you say, you know... Uh, that's that's gonna be a dangerous afternoon, so check it out. Obviously, as soon as I found this out, I was straight over to the bar, <laughs> nosing through the um the grapefruit liqueur. Uh, right yeah, so it's excellent. So Simon, if you want to I do come February the first, I see you there. February, February the first we'll kick Mario back uh in yeah. a couple of days. <laughs> Yeah, so it was a great night, uh, really, really good. Very, very uh, excited to be back in Dalston. It doesn't affect our gigs in Peckham, they will continue monthly. And actually, our next show, it, our next proper marioki is going to be February the 18th at Loading Peckham. We are going to do something slightly different with the shows in Dalston. Uh, going to go for some kind of more cabaret feel. <laughs> Maybe a bit of burlesque in there. <laughs>
0: So come on down, Simon. Do you know what? (laughs) Maybe I will with my feather boa. (laughs) All
2: right, shall we do the letters or letter? Let's do the letters. Email,
0: messages, and forward
1: BCC. One Life Letters.
0: Chris Convoy writes, uh, Subject line, Jojo and Loretta, dear team, in SSG, I've just finished watching Pete Jackson's marathon Beatles found footage documentary, Get Back, which, against all odds, had me to totally engrossed from start to finish. Watching the creation of iconic cultural artefacts is fascinating, and the interpersonal drama and silliness gives it enough narrative to be satisfying for the whole seven hours or so. Uh, He adds in brackets, I think I may be close to finding the reason why I don't play as many games as I used to. If you could send cigar-chomping director Michael Lindsay Hogg back to record hundreds of hours of footage of the making of a classic video game to be turned into a meta-documentary by Peter Jackson, what would it be? Would spending time with Carmack and Romero be as interesting as the all histories make out? Your cultural cinematography correspondent, Chris Conroy. He adds at the bottom, get blue mail for Android. Uh, <laughs> that's a very good question, Chris, isn't it? I mean, running through a list of the CEOs as we did earlier in the show, I'd quite like to be in a room with them early in their careers. <laughs> <and> I, would, <laughs> I would have firmly attached myself to them. Uh, and so that, uh, you know... Twenty years later, when we send uh, Peter
2: Jackson the footage, he can see the origins of our of our wealth. I think Chris has answered his own question there because I think the story behind Doom and its software at the start um, is really really interesting. I've read uh, a couple of books around that, and yeah, they're quite interesting people. And also, if you could follow it up to the present day, uh, Romero and Carmack, quite different career paths after. It's software as well uh, so yeah I'd, i reckon that's a really really good one
0: yeah i think um yeah i'm not certain any uh, there'd be many games that war- would warrant a seven hour documentary however uh if you look back at the early computer games and the challenges that programmers faced it faced then whilst working with such limited hardware. You know, I always think back to Charles Cecil's story about getting um, a chess game written in 1K um, and some of the tricks and uh, things that people used to do just to eke out slightly more processing power or what have you. I think all of that sort of stuff would be fascinating. I don't know. The only um, film I've seen about the development um, uh, of games... I think it's been indie game the movie, and I thought that was very bad. <laughs> All right. it just, I mean, it, I mean, it was, wasn't it? It was like some some people make some games, and then when they upload them to Xbox Live, they don't immediately go live at the time that they thought that they were, and then they're like, oh god, and then they do go live, and they go like, hooray! Oh, hey.
2: <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Weasel writes this. Hello team. Hello SSG. Over the Christmas break. A friend who is moving house gave me a stack of old games bits. I got a Wii, an Xbox, an Xbox 360, a PSP, and an arcade cab in need of renovation. Aside from the Wii, I've never owned any of these things. What games for the systems are the standouts? What games have I missed? The arcade cab currently has a Windows XP machine in it, so I'm going to swap that out for something more modern, but the joysticks are all wired up and it even has a trackball. Hopefully I'll wire it up to the Sindan guns, those, those light gun fancy things, when they arrive, what's the first game you play on a main type cab, Pip-Pip Roberts? Alright Simon, standout games for uh, the Xbox?
0: Oh, the ones I had the most fun with on the original Xbox would be Midtown Madness? I don't think you could, but it just be we Weez- uh, just be... Robert Wells playing that on his own, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, anybody else is playing that?
2: Yeah, it's got to be Halo for me. Like, surely, I know that's a boring answer, but Halo played with the original controls on original Xbox. Uh, totally Xbox. Totally Xbox. Uh, Jet Set Radio Future, I'm not sure how available that is anywhere else, but I'd I'd pick that one out. What about the PSP, Simon? Loco Roco. Very good call. Very, very, very good call. What was that game I think you sent me for the PSP uh, that had the Beautiful Joe? Was that PSP? No, that was GameCube. Ah, okay. If you'd been sent to GameCube, Robert, I'd say Beautiful Joe, Joe but you haven't. Uh okay uh and what's the first game you played well what was the first game you played on your main cab Simon I can see it, was it Galaxian you right, right now. was
0: Galaxian okay. of course that was the, that was the first that was the game that got me into games um but if he's hooking up his his light guns i mean, crikey. uh Time Crisis they still stand the test of time house of the dead really good fun some of the more modern ones um like the Walking Dead, I don't know. You probably wouldn't get much joy out of those on your Windows XP machine, but um, yeah, you've got a, uh, you've got, you've got a whole lot of pleasure coming your way after you've got through a lot of pain. I have to say, <laughs> um, you know, I was I ordered my main cabinet um, and it came pre-configured, and when I've just tried to do anything with it, uh, I've been super worried about just breaking that the whole thing, and you're in a whole world of um, front ends and. Uh, emulator cores and all that sort of stuff. It's it's good to tinker with um, if you've got the time. Um, I don't have light, light guns on mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, be very, very keen to hear how you get on with your Sindan light guns for sure.
2: Absolutely the best light gun game is Point Blank 2. Oh, of course, yeah. No yep. question. They have a working version of that in the Four Quarters Arcade Bar in Elephant and Castle. And it is perfect it has that single level in simon i don't know if you remember but with the leaf one bullet two people each with one bullet and a leaf just going down the screen and it's i think it's the finest two-player game especially in a context of a, a light gun game that's normally so frantic to switch from that to just one shot one opportunity is yeah it's ideal so That's what I would install if I had I I have
0: to say, uh, I'm jealous of Robert Wells,
2: of of, of his friends as well,
1: if
0: they're just handing out, hey, do you fancy these? I mean, Um,
2: yeah, you don't give away your consoles unless someone fixes a door.
0: Well, exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's what Robert did.
2: All right, that's the end of the letter sections this week. If you've got a letter you would like to send One Life Left, uh, please email team at onelifeleft.com. or post something in our Discord. If you don't know where the Discord is, you can find out the address in the show notes. Have we had many more uh, Discord joinees this week, Steve? Well, there's a thing that we do, isn't there, on the Discord, which is every time someone new joins the Discord, we take the number, uh, the, their sort of Discord ID on our server, which I think is up to about 117 now, and we give them a game. That assigns to that number that has that number in the title. So I think uh, I think we've assigned three or four over the last week. So that's three or four new listeners. Well, well, welcome.
0: What was and the game you, for that? If 110th? you scale that
2: up by a thousand, just assuming that there are a thousand listeners for everyone who doesn't, you know, bother to join the Discord, that's three or four thousand new listeners.
0: <laughs> well, exactly.
2: Or if you scale it up by ten thousand. Yeah, I mean that's everybody. You do the math. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the new game. What the game was? It's getting increasingly tortuous as that number uh, gets larger. So please join the Discord and make our lives more difficult.
0: Good. We'll see you there.
2: Okay, we're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM, or on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, We're not judging you either way, and we're a video game radio show, and we've done the letters, we've done the news, and we've chatted a bit about Marioki and Covid and that kind of thing, and we are approaching the review section. I guess we'll do that now. Why not? Simon, what have you been playing this week? God, you know what? I
0: thought you were dragging it out then that you were going to throw a fast five in.
2: Well, so, I thought No, it. Uh, no. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> no, it's, no, too, no. Late it's because, too late now. It's too late now.
0: It's too late. I'm busy. You'd... I've been playing. Mm.
2: <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it at you. I, because the last time I did this on the show, you'd seen that someone on the Discord had posted it and you had your answers prepped.
0: Steve, Steve I'm imagining now that the review's bed is playing beneath us. And that, that
2: this is going to feel horrifically out of sync no it's all right i haven't I haven't put it in yet i'm going to start it in a bit <laughs> we've broken for the reviews that this is going to be a nightmare for you it's all right i'll fix it in post simon baron's fast five five arcade games involving trackballs. oh okay i can do this marble
0: madness very good centipede missile command the Japanese Sonic the Hedgehog hog <laughs> release. Crystal Castles. Did you look that up? I didn't know. I, I thought about which ones I'd be... Because, you know, I didn't want to... I, I let Robert Wells have his little brag about having a trackball, but I've got one too.
2: Okay, so uh, um, so tell me, Centipede uses a trackball? It does, yes. It, it came
0: in trackball flavour or joystick flavour.
2: I didn't know that. Well, there we ghosty. something every time you listen to One Life Left. Entertaining and informative. That is not a contract. Exactly. Uh, the
0: Conservative Party will be trying to defund us shortly. <laughs> All
2: if right. If we're not careful, this is the reviews. Oh. <laughs> Simon, what have you been playing? Well, Steve, uh,
0: I have been. I've surprised myself this week, genuinely, um, in that uh, I have been playing. Uh, on the nintendo switch a game called alba a wildlife adventure that
2: does uh, not sound like you simon it doesn't sound
0: like me does it but you know um i am ill and uh i was playing this on so it's uh, it came out towards the end of last year i think it was an apple arcade game first uh and then it came out on uh, pc and steam and I thought, I, I took a look at it um, at the time and thought, eh, that's not for me, is it? Um, it looked super cute, very wholesome. Uh, and I thought, I don't like, hasn't got enough shooting in it, I thought to myself. I didn't think that. Um, anyway, for one reason or another, uh, on Friday, um, I so in our house, in our COVID-ridden house, I've got COVID. I think I caught it off my daughter. Who, um, whose nursery has had um, uh,
2: a number of COVID cases. So, mm, same. Nursery. Mine's Nine. had an outbreak the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, yeah. So, it's, it's a nightmare. So, nursery daughter to me. Okay. Tell you who hasn't got it, Steve, is my wife. Uh, now, I just assumed that um, once I'd got it and that Ramona had it, I just assumed that we were going to go, oh, okay, like, so the household has got it now, but we haven't. Uh, and. Kate has been... Uh, yeah, we've been very cautious that Kate and I aren't in the same room. Uh, so if she's downstairs, I go upstairs uh, and vice versa. Um, and so, yeah, on Friday... Uh, was it Friday or Saturday? Um, I was—I've just been basically in our bedroom, curtains closed, TV on. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII uh, remake on my PC, and that's fine. And I thought I need to play something else, so I loaded up Alba on the Switch, and um, it's—it <laughs> turns out in my COVID adult state, it was exactly what I needed. So it's a game where you play um a young um a a young person uh you play an alba a girl um who is uh on a summer trip to visit your parent your your grandparents on a mediterranean island now it starts off with a little prologue that introduces you to the mechanics of the game you get given a phone and it's about snapping and images and so So before the game starts, you meet your grandparents, you take some pictures of them, and then it goes like a few years later, and I'm like, oh, no, the grandparents are dead, aren't they? Well, anyway, spoiler, they aren't. You go and visit them again on this, but you're you're slightly more grown up or what have you. And it gives you this small island, which is drenched in sun. It looks beautiful. It reminds me of holidays as a child. Um... Uh, it's and the the island is divided into like loads of small areas that are really recognisable and manageable, and your ju- and the plot is evil property evil property the deve- evil property developer has convinced the mayor to let him uh, build on the uh, nature reserve and build a, a giant hotel there to bring back tourists, and you need to go around and gather. Um, signatures on a petition to stop him from doing that, and you do that by um, uh, completing objectives for various individuals and photographing uh, wildlife. And honestly, it's just so beautiful. It made it did it made me feel like I was on a holiday and not drenched in sweat in a room that I'd been in for most of the day in the dark. Um, it's quite short. I understand. I, it implies that it's going to last a week, and I'm I'm maybe. Maybe an hour and a half in and I think we've done three days already very very gentle um, ordinarily not my cup of tea I don't really like photography necessarily as a as a straight mechanic but this you know all the animals look super cute um, it's, it's educational thoroughly enjoyable but yeah I mean I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that I'm enjoying it so much seven out of ten
2: I have been playing a game called moncage you heard of that? I have not heard of that. Or Moncage? Oh, I've heard of that. Right. I, I, I haven't. You haven't? Okay. <laughs> I, I really think it's unhelpful for games to title themselves in a way that could be pronounced in many different ways. Uh, or two different ways, in this case. I am going to, for the purposes of this review, call it Moncage. If the name is Moncage, it's not my fault. Um, it's a puzzle game. Discovered it, I think, maybe two years ago on itch.io. Uh, it's a very small sort of demo of the game there, and I thought at the time, oh, I hope they build that out into a proper finished thing. I was really, really excited to discover it came out in uh, November of last year. Uh, and yeah, downloaded it straight away. Now. It's going to be quite hard for me to explain how this works uh, because it's a very visual game, but I will do my best on, on the radio. So, in Moncage, or Moncage, you see a cube in front of you, a glassy cube. And you can see through this to the object inside the cube, which is a camera. But as you rotate the cube and see through different faces of the cube, you see different things, different vignettes. And here's the trick, Simon. By looking through one side, if you imagine rotating that cube so it's half on so you can see through two of the faces at the same time and see portals into two different worlds, you can align those two different worlds in a way that connects them. So there might be half a wheel in one of the cubes and half a wheel in the other and then you rotate it so your viewpoint puts those two halves together, and then the wheel can turn and that moves something inside the vignette which affords you access to um, to another part of the world that is evolving inside. It is a lot like that game whose name I can't remember. It's like a 3D version of that game whose name I can't remember, which is uh, four squares, where you uh, you slide bits of the puzzle in and they connect and it was, oh. you know what I mean? It was the indie hipster game of a couple of years ago. Everyone loved it. Oh, this one I probably didn't. Yeah, probably had quite an that name as well. That one. What's it called? Who made it? Some indie person.
1: Uh,
0: uh, what, 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 what can you what, search what, what, what? for? Well, I just googled Foursquare Indie, and I got um, somebody trying to send me, some, sell me some cigarettes.
2: <laughs> um. uh, indie puzzle game frames. Well, so uh, that's framed, but that's a comic
0: book not game. That isn't one,
2: it? Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Fancy. I really liked it. Definitely had an artsy name. You know people listening to this right now are shouting shouting. at the the radio. Is it Gorogoa? That's it. There we go. Or Gorogoa. Exactly. (laughs) It could be anything. (laughs) Who knows? Um, Yeah, so it's like a 3D version of Gorogoa. I love it in concept, I love it so much, I think it's clever and it's beautiful. I haven't got far enough through it to tell you whether the story is interesting at the moment and I think that's because I don't actually find it very very satisfying um, in practice to play at least the puzzle elements. I find it enormously satisfying when you lock two pieces of the puzzle together and uh, suddenly things evolve. It feels really really nice. But that moment of solving it, at least for me, has never been satisfying. I find in puzzle games, the satisfying moment of a puzzle is going, wait, I know what to do. And those few seconds after you've realised what you you have to do and then you execute it, that window uh, after realisation but before execution, that is the joy. And then the moment of execution is the payoff. But in this game I'm not having that at the moment, I'm kind of blundering around, looking at the cube from different angles and eventually finding two things that lock together. And it feels satisfying in that sense, in that moment, but I never get the preamble, I have never feel like I've solved it through anything other than luckiness, really. Now, that's taking me ages because I'm refusing to use the hints. That are afforded. Uh, and there is a nice hint system, or at least I assume it's nice. You know, it goes, hey, Stuck, do you want to unlock one of two hints? And what's the answer to that? Of course not. Like, I, I can do this myself. I can't do it myself. I- you know, I'm evidently failing all the time, but my head doesn't let me use the hints. Um... Yeah, so like, while I really, really, really want to recommend it as a as someone who loves puzzle games, there's something about this that isn't um, isn't proving satisfying. And maybe that it's it's because it's evidencing my own stupidity. I don't know. Or maybe I just haven't played it enough at this point. Um, Conceptually, though, it's absolutely magnificent. Seven out of ten
0: nice if only we knew how to pronounce it now um uh, yeah just to bring you up to date where you are where i am on final fantasy 7 um I'm about 10 hours in i think just met uh just properly met a flower celeste oh um yeah um she's called Aerith, and uh i really like her is she called Aerith or eris It's called Aerith, so I think, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that the same fate doesn't (laughs) befall her. (laughs) I hope it's a horrible coincidence. Otherwise, you know. (laughs) She might get stabbed. (laughs) Well, exactly. Uh, Yeah, well, anyway, there we go. I've just met her. It's awful playing it again knowing what (laughs) happens. If anything happens.
2: I hope it all works out for you, Simon. I'm going to marry her, Steve. But you do seem perfect together. (laughs) <laughs> good i mean actually from you know actually is that even in the bit of the game that you've bought because
0: well i don't know i so when i mentioned this on i joked about this on the discord when i originally started playing it and mm. um somebody implied that that bit doesn't happen in this bit of the game but i have seen other people chat around it and um yeah, I mean look, listen, if you've not if you don't know what happens in Final Fantasy 7, just skip ahead. Or or listen, we 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 we're, we're trundling towards the end of the show. Let's just imagine what we said. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks to residents. Bye-bye. But Aeris famously dies in Final Fantasy 7. You know, all of us much much younger. This was 100 years ago. We were all naive. We'd never seen anything like it in games before. It hit us very hard from which we're only just beginning to recover. And now it turns out we've got to relive it all over again using her original Japanese name uh, and in um, higher-definition visuals.
2: Except it's not clear if we do. We might have to pay another 79 exactly. 99 <laughs> for the privilege. Indeed, indeed. All right, Simon. I think we are winding towards the end of the show. I mean, for some people, it, <laughs> it's already ended. Finish. Let's talk about them. Uh, Do you have any other business to deal with? That's it. I think it is it from my point of view as well. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening to the radio show. Uh, It's been super fun as well. We'll both be better next week, won't we? Will we?
0: It's day five or six that you need to be really worried about. So let's see. Anyway, Steve, it's been good fun. Thanks for having me.
2: Mm. Uh, Well, thanks for...
0: Would you carry on on your own?
2: Would I be able to carry on on my own, Simon? Emotionally? Perhaps. Functionally? Absolutely not. Find out next week. (laughs) Until then. Uh, See you. Goodbye.